Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. We have the right training and support and are backed by outstanding products from one of the industry's most trusted names, Bryant. Whether you need a quick fix or an entirely new heating system, we will do whatever it takes for your family's comfort. Find your local dealer at Bryant.com. Bryant, whatever it takes. At Zenni, you get the same quality frame and lens options that you'd get from an optician for one-tenth of the price, including blue blockers, progressives, prescription sunglasses, and more. The best part? Try on any frame, anywhere, with our 3D virtual try-on. Zenni.com. Eyewear for everyone. You're Persian? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, your parents let you be on this app? And I'm like, would you ask any other girl if her parents let her be on this yeah. app? What kind of question oh is that? Oh, my God. Like, you would never ask somebody else that. That's such a weird it's thing to so ask. Crazy. Like, like next he's going to ask me if we have to have a chaperone on our date. Oh, my. But that's... It's not wrong. It's <laughs> Okay, I just have to talk about this. I'm so fucking annoyed. My level of annoyance is beyond belief. And like, for all the listeners out there, when I when I'm done with this rant. When I tell you why I'm so annoyed right now, you're gonna be like, "What the fuck is wrong with this girl? Like, why is she so dramatic?" But listen, I'm in a cafe with my friend and she's in a relationship. I'm like, oh my God, I'm horrible at choosing boys. I only like click right on fuck boys. Like, how about you help me choose boys? And she's like, yeah, okay, great idea. Not that, whatever, like, not that we have the same taste, but like, she's going to help me choose like good, quote unquote, good looking boys. Like someone who looks like an NJB. So basically, nice Jewish boy. Oh. Have you never heard that term before? No. What? Fuck off. Who are you? Okay, later I'm going to go on another tangent and talk about LA slang versus New York slang, but that's later. Or the fact that I just don't know any slang because I'm a grandmother. Oh my god, I can't. <laughs> so basically, um, we're like swiping, swiping, swiping. Like everyone's like fucking hideous as fuck, right? And so mean. It's the truth. Like I'm on okay, these apps, okay, I'm literally crying. And then I noticed like... Guys talk about how basic girls are and like, oh my god, you guys all wear Adidas or Nike and like um, Air Force Ones because I wear Air Force Ones and everyone makes fun of me for being basic. And like you all drink Starbucks and like whatever. Guys like to shit on girls for being basic. But on these (laughs) fucking Hinge profiles, every guy for the question that's like, oh, where do you want your next vacation to be? Every guy writes Southeast Asia. Like... I bet you are skiing in Japan. Oh my god. I can't. I can't. (laughs) These guys don't know more than Japan or um Bali. Oh my god, I can't. And like it's just so annoying because it's like I I, I want to message these guys and be dollars for a month. I can't massages. You live like a king. Like I'll I'll be honest, like my one of my like like 
top places I want to go to is Thailand. I'm, I really want to go to Thailand so badly for the moon festival, but I'm not going to write fucking Southeast Asia. Like, do you even know more than two places? How are you all not aware within, of your mediocrity? Like, dude, they don't even know more than two places within Southeast Asia. Like, they're just fucking bullshitting. They, they all want to sound cool. Like, like, I feel like there's a website that girls don't know about that guys go on that just have really generic responses to every question there is on Hinge and they just all copy and paste. No. I swear it's a conspiracy. There's the a culture. website. No, this no is there's just a the website. Culture. I'm telling you there's a website. It's the same thing. Everyone's like, oh, like free, what do you do? Free time, Netflix. Like Netflix is not an activity oh, or I, a hobby. I, I, I work out. Zombie. Game of Thrones, Office, watching the Office. Oh, I can quote everything about Office. Wow. Thank you for letting me know oh, you're a boring my asshole. Fa- my favorite is pet peeves people who put eyelashes on their car how many people have like written that like why i've never seen what i've seen so many people write that this is new york (laughs) you guys don't even have cars here oh my god again well no that's manhattan but like new york new york we have cars well yeah manhattan um so yeah i'm just so annoyed at how basic all these boys are and how they're all writing the same responses and it's like what makes me want to get to know you if you're all a different, slightly different version of the same basic douche. Like, I don't want to get to know any of you. Yeah. I'm just so fucking fed up with these ads. Yeah, I, I don't even want to go. Sorry, mom. I'm never getting married because I'm never meeting a boy in real life. And all the boys on these apps are fucking basic. So, I, excuse all the noises. Yeah, we're, we're really? eating 60 cal popsicles. <laughs> we're Shut so up, fit. <laughs> We're like really unprofessional. Oh I don't think you're supposed to be eating off um, when you're recording. I know. I really, I'm sorry. I've read uh, reviews of other podcasts and like she always is fucking eating. Why she's, she's always probably, chewing. She's always hard chewing. chewing. Or no, whatever. My favorite is Maybe. they laugh too much. Like I've read reviews Maybe. of other podcasts where girls laugh too much, and sometimes I wonder like, does my laugh kill people's eardrums? Like oh, if they're fuck. wearing headphones and they hear me laugh in this podcast, like I feel like I'm damaging people's eardrums. I'm, like, worried for the health of our listeners. I'm sorry, guys. I make much weirder noises than you. They Like, you laugh, but I make weird ass <laughs> Like, if you listen to the first minute, I think I made some weird extraterrestrial noise <laughs> after you talk about Southeast Asia. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> whatever. Maybe this is our foray into ASMR. I'm, <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Um, so I don't know if any of our listeners agree with me about this whole boys being basic and this whole Southeast Asia. Southeast Asia, it's crazy. I can't. Everyone, everyone I know is either in Southeast Asia right now or going to Southeast Asia or Mm -hmm. writing on their Hinge profile about how they want to go to Southeast Asia. And like, like, I feel like there's no guys left to meet in America. If I need to meet a nice American boy, I have to go to Southeast Asia. Like, they're just just all there right now. Yeah, it's like how girls used to come to New York. Like we already started going east. Now we're going even more east. We're going to Southeast Southeast Asia is the new Fountain Blue on Passover. Like anyone from New York knows that if you go to Fountain Blue on Passover, like you're all your neighbors are there. Everyone from your high school is there. Like everyone, all your cousins are there. How do they fit so many? All of Grey Neck fits into one hotel. That amazes me. People from LA know that too. Yeah, is that? I don't know. Whenever I go, like, oh my god, like. How do they fit the whole Persian Jewish population of America in one hotel? It's insane. (laughs) 95% of you aren't staying in the Fountain Blue. You just sneak from the beach 
<laughs> to the pool area and pretend like you're staying at the Fountain Blue. That's so funny. I've done that. <laughs> no, but I've also stayed at the Fountain Blue. I'm so cool. Oh, wow. Like, I can. Yeah. She's an influencer. Oh, yeah. I can't do it. I'm sorry, guys. I'm just having a breakdown over here. I'm good. I'm good. You're good? Yeah. No, I'm not good, but I'm good. Um, I was thinking today about... Are you okay? <laughs> oh I know, like, you, you didn't want water. me to mention that we're drinking alcohol, but you made this drink really strong, and I just can't. I'm I'm such a lightweight. Okay, I feel like... Let me just... <laughs> so I look, shut up! <laughs> Every time we record, oh I feel like we're drinking an alcoholic beverage, but the last two nights, it was, like, Friday, Saturday night, I didn't even go out, so I didn't oh even right. consume I an alcoholic beverage. Like, so I don't know think we're alcoholics, like, whoa, these girls, these Persian sluts, they get drunk and record a podcast. Like, <laughs> I'm just oh having such a, a nice little cocktail gin, oh and this... God. Fucking weak ass, <laughs> lightweight, can't handle my cock. It's not a big deal. Oh my god, it's, it's literally a glass of gin with two drops of lemon juice in it. Do you guys understand what she made me over here? Like, I'm dying. I can't. I've been drinking gin by itself. I, no. No. I, I gave you the popsicle. Eat it. Should I dip Eat it the into the gin? Popsicle? Well, it's gonna melt. Oof. Oh, okay. calm down. Oh my god, I'm sorry. Persian princess. I have the worst, like, poker face when it comes to drinking alcohol. Like, it could be, like, a 2%, like, Bardanura, and I'll, like, make a face. I can't. I'm just the worst. Okay. So now it's your turn to go on your rant. I ranted. I got it out of my system. I feel so much better now. Thank you guys for, like, being here to listen to me. Like, I just feel so much better being able to talk to you guys. Thank you for listening to my rant. This is my TED talk about basic boys. I don't have a rant, but I, I guess I have um, some questions. Like I hear, I don't personally know anyone who's gone through this, but I've heard of marriages like in the Persian community ending because either the wife or the husband said that there just wasn't, they weren't having good sex. The sex wasn't good. And I think that's, like, on one hand, I'm, like, good for you because that's such a non-Persian reason to, to end get divorced. A, to get yeah. divorced. But on the other hand, it's like, well, how did you not find that out before? And is that actually the reason? So I have a question. I've had this debate with a few of my friends, like, in the past. And it's this whole idea, like, we can't decide if ignorance is bliss or not in regards to marrying the first person that you have sex with or, like, only having yeah. sex after marriage. Because if you didn't have sex with anyone else beforehand, do you know if the sex is bad? Because you have nothing to compare it to. So is ignorance bliss? Like, do you not know that the sex is bad because you have nothing to compare it to? Or is bad sex just bad sex? And even if you have nothing to compare it to, you know. That's my question. Do you know or do you not know? So, like, these girls, these women... I don't know. ...that you've heard of who've gotten divorced, like, if, if this was the only person they slept with, like, I guess... It doesn't take sleeping it doesn't take like sleeping more than one person to like know the sex is bad. You can sleep with one person and just know it's bad, even though you don't have anything to compare it to. So do you think like these people who got divorced because the sex was bad that they didn't have sex until after they were married? I'm just making an assumption here because let's just say most of the Persian women in the generations before us 
were virgins when they got married. Let's just assume we believe that, right? Mm -hmm. So if that's what we're assuming here, then yes, it was the first person they had sex with, but they still knew it was bad. So how do they figure, oh, so they still, oh, okay, that's what you're assuming. So that's my question. That's my question. Like, is ignorance bliss? Can you get married and have sex with only your husband and not know that it's bad sex so you have nothing to compare it to? Or is bad sex just horrible sex and you just know? And it doesn't matter if you have anything to compare it to. You just know. I don't know. I feel like some girls lie to themselves. I feel like some girls don't want to ruin their marriage over this. And maybe they like regret not having sex beforehand and realize that there's no sexual, like sexual chemistry there. Yeah. I know. Cause it kind of sucks. You know, you go through all this, you fall in love with someone, you get married and then there's no sexual chemistry. That's, that's so saddening. That's like depressing. No, it is. It is sad. Yeah. I, I'm very pro like having sex before marriage obviously yeah i'm not a promiscuous person myself no, i feel like no, i'm kind of I'm, shy i'm shocked right now i and can't honestly, believe the such a thing like how could you oh i know i know i know i know it's really scary i mean we talked about it's funny our most listened to episode is the first one because virgin is in the title and i really think that's why really caught people's attention i think it's it sounds trivial, but it's really not. I think, I don't know for how many more years it's going to be like this, but the fact that no Persian girl is comfortable with saying, just point blank, saying that she's had sex and that I'm not a virgin. Can anyone just say this? I'm not a virgin. I'm not a virgin. I'm a virgin. I'm, I'm kidding. Like, <laughs> why is it still such, um, there's just like such a stigma behind that statement, like you're just considered filth or something. Yeah, like... And even Can I per- talk about... Did I tell you what my grandma said this week? No. And this is my cool grandma. This is my mom's mom. So she's Israeli. And my mom tells me... She's like, guess what your grandma said to me today? And I was like, what? And she says... She tells me she... She um, doesn't want to have a relationship with one of her granddaughters anymore. My cousin in Israel. And my mom asked her why. She said, because look at her living with her boyfriend before she's married. My mom looked at her. My mom was like, I did that. Like, I lived with my boyfriend before I was married. Like, we're we're in a different generation now. You have to stop being so old-fashioned. And I was kind of, like, proud and impressed with my mom that she had that response to her mom. Because, like, she's right. Like, it's not... I feel like your mom needs her own podcast. Every week oh, I have a new story of how my fucking mom, cool she my is. My mom needs a documentary. My mom's amazing. Like, I want to write a book about my mom. I would sell millions. Like, I wouldn't have to work for the rest of my life. Like, no, my mom's honestly, like, one of my best friends. No, and, that's what I also feel yeah. the same way about my mom. And I also want and, like, to write a lot of girls used to be jealous of me when I was younger because a lot of them felt like they couldn't be open with their moms about certain things. And, of course, I think my mom doesn't need to know everything because sometimes what she doesn't know won't hurt her. Um, like, the fact that I don't keep kosher anymore. Still haven't told her that. What? She knows She knows I have sex, so she doesn't know I don't keep kosher. Wow. No, I love listen, how that works I, in your house. Oh, my God. I can't. Because keeping kosher was something that was important to my mom because her father was the closest person to her in her life. And he passed away when she was uh, 18, 19. So she wanted to keep when that. When she was 18. When she was 18, 19. Yeah. Not, obviously not when he was 18, 19. How could he have had her? No, you said he. He passed away when she was 18, yeah, 19. Yeah, I mean, no, yeah. just um, And basically, like, she wanted to keep that part of him alive. Like, his traditions and whatever he thought was important stayed really important for her. Even if she doesn't necessarily care that much. 
Um, so that's just something I can't like break her heart. I can't, I can't come clean and tell her I don't keep kosher. I just can't. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, I but but sex, I can tell my mom. I'm like, yeah, you I have what? sex. It's funny. Like my taste in guys has changed a lot. I feel like when I was younger, I didn't really care about Jewish guys, and now that it's not that I like Jewish guys because like, oh, I'm looking for serious relationships now. Not at all. It's just we talked about this in the in the last episode about cultural compatibility, and yeah, I like. Like a Jewish guy because I feel like I have more in common. Like I used to think compatibility was about like liking the same brands or like music, whatever that bullshit, mm-hmm. but it's not. But I want someone, I don't know if this is just me. I don't want a guy who's like kosher. I really don't like the kosher guys. I but swipe I want- left on every kosher guy. Like when I was on J Swipe, I'm not on like really so much on it anymore. I'm gonna forget I my s- tangent last time. <laughs> I swipe left to everyone who's <laughs> kosher. So I don't want a guy who's kosher, but I also want a guy who's like knows all of the prayers really well. Like knows, do you know what I mean? I think that's really hot. I I have probably the corniest dream of what I want as like a future husband in my future household. And if I tell you this, I feel like you're gonna laugh. I am gonna. Laugh. But I think because growing up, my my mom's brothers were such a big part of my life, and they were such like father figures to me. Um, and whenever we would have Shabbat with them, like, like Saturday, like we never kept Shabbat, like Saturday in Israel, we would drive down to the beach in our Jeeps and we would blast the radio and like whatever, like we'd have such a good time. But like Friday night, we always like sang like the Israeli version of like Shabbat songs. And it was just something that I always wanted in my own household. Number one, I want a guy who wants like an open household and who always wants to have guests for Shabbat. Mm-hmm. But also, like, even though, like, I don't keep kosher, I don't want someone who keeps kosher, but I want that tradition of, like, Same. Shabbat being important, dinner Same. being important, and singing those songs and having a very lively household. Like, I have one family friend that she's also Persian-Israeli, and when I go to her, to her for Shabbat, they bring out the tarbuka, the tombak, mm-hmm. that yeah, Middle Eastern love- drum, and they start playing tombak. it and singing all the Shabbat songs in an Israeli type of way. I love that. I and it's just so fun that. and so lively and just makes that. me so happy. And like, I just, I really can't see myself with a shy guy. I want to be with a guy who's so lively laugh. like I that. I didn't laugh. I completely agree I know, with but I, that. I think that some people will find that weird coming from me because I'm so against, like, kosher and so against, like, whatever, religious. Like, I don't want a religious guy. But, like, I do want someone who's very traditional and, like, who really yeah. loves to have a lively household like that. So, yeah, that is something that's really important for me. But I think I always found that important just because I always had an infatuation with Israeli guys. Like, ever since I could remember, my biggest crushes were on bo- like, okay, Israeli we boys in soldier uniform. <laughs> fuck oh, you. Fuck you. I'm sorry I'm obsessed with Israeli boys. Like, But, yeah, I, I think it's really unattractive. Like, a guy only knows. just Like, like I just know. I, I don't know the long version of the wine prayer anymore. I forgot that shit years oh, ago. I know it because like, I do it sometimes. I want a guy, like, who can doesn't look at the book and it's just like, oh, like, oh I think oh, that's so fucking hot. And why it's so sexy? It's so, it's so sexy. sexy. It's, yeah. It's like it's such a turn on. Religious, and it but sounds, I, want to be, I want a studious Jewish boy. It's fucking, it's now, it it's sounds kinky. fucked up. That, like, I see a boy that knows how to do that without reading it. And I find it sexy because it's religion. Religion isn't – it's supposed to be something, like, quote-unquote holy, not sexy, but it turns me it on. It turns – I get turned on. I get so temple. turned on. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're so, so horrible. You're disgusting. <laughs> they shouldn't let you into temple, you fucking no! pervert. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, my 
I'm but yeah, kidding. I, I feel like you're not kidding. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> like, she's not kidding. No, she gets so turned no on because when you go to synagogue, there's a lot of mixed emotions. When I a guy like, is holding the Torah and he dances with it, I don't know what. Who does that? What do you mean? <laughs> I'm not saying I get turned on by anyone specific at temple. I just think religion is actually a really sexy concept. Like. There's all of, I don't know, like, the Bible itself, it's really sexual. Like, it's a lot of sexual things happening. Like, when I go to synagogue, I'm kind of reevaluating my week or, like, my month, and I think about good things, bad things, like, non-sexual things, sexual things. Like, uh, there's a lot of emotions, I think. So, it's not like I'm there and I'm like, oh, my God, like, so. <laughs> it's oh, my just, God. Sorry. Stop. I, I don't want to hear you say that. <laughs> that's not what I sound like okay not oh that anyone God. needs to know wow I'm such a lady okay I think we should end this conversation where we've ended we're now gonna welcome our new guest for this week very exciting very exciting hello hello hi hi can I just say I relate to you so much that you had to drive down the hill to get service, and the fact that you're also sitting in a car so you can have privacy is such an LA girl struggle. Okay. Stop, you, um, I mean, cut this out because it's your thing, but did you live up Mama Vista? Yeah, you still- <laughs> So, do you want to introduce yourself to the listeners? Yeah, okay. Shalom. <laughs> hey. Love you. Shabbat Shalom. My name is Nikki Black. <laughs> I am. A half Persian Jewish woman grown in the wild streets of Los Angeles and <laughs> <laughs> and tamed by my family and <laughs> but not really. Um, I'm a singer and I perform everywhere and I'm a very passionate uh, feminist and queer rights activist. So I have a very loud voice and I'm not afraid to use it. And, and we love that you're here. <laughs> Yes, I love it. I love yeah. our community so much, but I just feel like there are a lot of um, a lot of hypocrisies in our community and things that we should confront as the next generation. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Obvious, obviously, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> no shit, you agree. Wow, wow. controversial. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. So you said you're half Persian. What's the other half? So my dad is. American, he's like a white Ashkenazi Jew. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I think we oh, should, sure. I think we should get into that. Like, what it was growing up with an Ashkenazi dad versus the typical like FOB right. Persian dad. Because my dad was super right. old fashioned, like moved here right. years ago, but so FOB. I'm, I'm sure there's a big difference because so my mom. I grew up with this mom who. She was married twice, and the first time she was married even to a Dutch European man. So I have a half-brother whose dad is Dutch. So my mom is not a typical Persian woman in that sense. So she moved from Tehran 21, and then she fell in love with this European man because she was always very badass, and she didn't want men to tell her what to do. Imagine living in the 1970s in Iran as our age. I would be... I don't even know... I, you know, I, I'm like, yeah, I mean, the it closest was, thing to that so I know hard. is Persopolis, and it seemed really hard in that yeah. movie. Yeah, oh, I remember we watched that movie together. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, just like the men have this attitude that, you know, women, why would they, why should they have to go to school? I mean, you talk to your mom, probably her friends, my mom's friends and cousins married at 15. My mom's like, what the fuck? Like, you oh, know, there's, uh, 
yeah, shit like that. And just, you know, my mom was so independent. So she never really liked Persian men and she never married one both times. <laughs> so I had that mindset, but obviously like there's my family, you live in LA, but it's the bubble around you. You still yeah. have that community because it's that, you know, diaspora that you want to keep the culture alive. But unfortunately yeah. a lot of that shit came back with them still. And even though my mom's a badass, she still has things that, you know, um, you know, that hold me back or, you know, concepts of femininity. But at the end of the day, she's definitely a pioneer and she never wanted to be spoke down upon by those men. And so I've had that within me that I think made me this crazy, but maybe she would say a little too <laughs> Yeah, I feel that way about my parents too. Like in many ways, they are, I mean, they grew up in New York. They left Iran very young, like late 1960s, and they were born in the early 60s. Yeah, and, oh, wow. like, they grew up going to Studio 54. Like, they really partied it up and, like, did really yes. cool things. But then yes. it's weird. Like, and, and them and their families, they came to America seeking new ideals and trying to escape the, these Islamic ideals. But it's interesting as they get older, right. it is still carried on. And I thought as I got older, like, I was just being like them. And then when they watched me get older, they're like, what are you doing? Like, why are you acting like that? I was like, I don't know. I thought this is how you raised me. And they're like, no, you're, you got, you took right. it too far. Exactly. You're rebelling too yes. much. Yes. You're saying too much. You're dressing right. too weird. Right. <laughs> so I, 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 really, I relate. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like, you know, they have these ideals. But then, I mean, of course, we're a new generation, too. So we're going to deal with new stuff. Yeah. And then I... And then, like you said, a lot, a lot of times, like you're going too far. But it's like I thought you raised me to do this. <laughs> That's the thing. The older you get, the more you realize how imperfect your parents are and how they tend to really contradict themselves. And I know that, like, yeah. let's say my dad, for example, like. I know that, like, my dad like dated a non-Jewish girl. Like, I know that, like, he's not a religious guy. He's like, he told me he's like atheist. What? Um, yeah. Um, like my dad told me that his father, like, but the thing is he won't come out as that. You know what I mean? Like we do Shabbat every week. Like to him, he tells me, he's like, his father told him you shouldn't be a good person because you fear that God will punish you. You should be a good person because you want to be a good person. Yeah. yeah. My grandfather. But at the end of the day, my father tells me the way I raised you, I raised you that way because that I, I wanted you to fit in with the community not because those were actually my ideals so a lot right. of times our parents and contradict how the themselves how will the community change exactly but that's why we have, that's why we can't yeah, contradict not. ourselves the way our, our parents did they wanted to be more right. free but then they went back to old ideals so that they wouldn't feel right. like alienated from their community but right, right, we right, have to right. make the community, community like accept this. We have to make the community itself change. Like, we are the community. So if we choose to like stay true to ourselves, okay. the community will be what we want it to be. Wow, I have chills. <laughs> I feel the exact same way. <laughs> Thank I feel you. the exact same way. Because it's generational. It really is. And everything we do, we can be proud of our culture and not be afraid to say, hey, um, this, this, for example, the racism that Persian parents have is disgusting. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting. And it's not something that our generation should be allowed to continue. Like the fact that, you know, I've had black boyfriends, you know, I have a lot of friends who are not Persian at this point in my life and to feel afraid to introduce them to my family. Anyway, that's 
disgusting to me. That's so foreign. And I think our generation needs to break that shit. They need to. Because I think we are. What, what the fuck is that? We are, but it's, it's scary. Like, it's you know, it's scary. Especially... Um, the financial comfort that a lot of Persian families, well, that's what it is. Like, they can bully you with money, right? Because, you know, I'm not going to lie. Like, we have a lavish lifestyle, and that can be held as a weapon against you rebelling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. We have the right training and support and are backed by outstanding products from one of the industry's most trusted names, Bryant. Whether you need a quick fix or an entirely new heating system, we will do whatever it takes for your family's comfort. Find your local dealer at Bryant.com. Bryant, whatever it takes. Uh, completely. I mean, I think I think that's any community though. Like any community that has a lavish lifestyle. Like I know my, my right. friend; she's completely Ashkenazi, but her right. grandparents, her parents aren't wealthy, but her grandparents are, and they tell her like, if you marry a non-Jew, we won't give you your trust fund when we die. Doesn't like, they literally the hold that oh over God. her head until they die? They're like, you're I not getting this trust thing. fund if you marry a non-Jew, and it's just like. It, it's such a big effect on her life because it's like it's huge it's really is big i'm not gonna i don't know i yeah but like i know that sounds so bougie because like, like oh I she's a trust fund like child that. i feel like i would be that fucked up grandparent that's like look bitch if you don't do what i'm doing i'm not giving you money oh <laughs> like, my god i can't <laughs> but <laughs> well, it's, it's a way to communicate it's a way to communicate money whoa i know it's really dark. that's real that is real but you know i went um so I went to the Beverly Hills Unified Elementary School, and even at a young age, Which one? I was so. I went to Hawthorne. Oh, okay. Okay, so we definitely didn't until know. sixth grade, and I was so displeased. By the way, it was you know ninety percent Persian boys. I was so displeased by the amount of disrespect they were treating our teachers with. Oh my god, Hawthorne is yeah, it's like the worst with the Persian boys. That's like where Persian racist boys like have it have it. Right. Same thing. Oh my god. Honey, I I hated it so much at a young age. I said I want to switch schools, and I went to all girls school from seventh to twelfth grade because I couldn't handle that. And now I have more language to see what I saw, but I thought I think that's pretty unreal that I was even there. I was like, I can't handle this. Like you're screaming at our teachers, you're yeah. you're bullying our teachers. Like I'm trying to learn. I I'm like a hundred percent in each class. Yeah, no, I totally forgot about that kind of behavior a few months ago. Terrible. I was reminded of that because I was. I was actually leaving um, the opera at Lincoln Center, and and um, yeah, I was walking out, and then I see there was this Persian guy. He was like, "Hey, what's up, bro? What's up?" And I was like, "Whoa, who is he talking to?" You knew him? No, he was saying that to an old lady walking with a cane. He approached her, saying, "What's up? Like, are you have some shaksiat?" Is that really what you're... Oh, my God. These are the type of guys that when you go with them to a restaurant, either they're going to be very disrespectful or they're the type of guys that go to the waitstaff and be like, oh, my brother, like, what's up, my friend? Hey, my my friend. friend. I hate when guys say my friend because they're they're kind of acting like they're so above this person that they're going to, like, pat them on the back and call them my friend to make them feel good. Like, oh, my friend. That fucking pisses me off. Like, don't call this guy my friend. Like, he's not your friend. Right. He's trying to do his job. Like, have some respect for him. 
These, these are yeah, really like. I've actually. Have you guys ever dated Persian guys? I I've never been in a relationship, but I. Have you tried to even like go on a date with them or like anything like that? I went on a date with I think it's like two or three different Persian guys, only because I always said I never would. I always said to my mom like, Me, I'm never I never relate to you. Like, I always used to say, like, I'm never going out with a Persian guy. I'm never going out with a Persian guy. And, like, my mom was like, okay, just give this one a chance and see what happens. Even though she doesn't even really want me ending up with a Persian guy. How funny is that our moms are, like, in on it? No, my mom doesn't want me ending up with a Persian guy. She just wanted me to see what would happen if I went for one after saying my whole life that I would never go for one. And the three times that I went on a date with one, I was disappointed every time. And I was just reminded (laughs) of why I would never go for a Persian guy. Right. Like, that's what I, happened. I and not to say that yeah, they're all bad. I'm just saying, like, kind of yeah, the majority yeah, yeah, yeah. suck. So. Yeah. I feel that. I mean, it's that behavior. It's that, like, ma- overly masculine. Yeah, it's back to the whole doodle tala thing that we were talking about in a previous. Yeah, we spoke about it a lot in a previous episode. And, like, it's just going back to that. Like, the way that like right. Persian mothers right. really treat their sons like they're God's gift to this earth. So then they really believe right. that everyone that they meet and everyone they come across in life is beneath them. Right, right, right. Um, and it's sad because I wish I didn't have this um, judgment right away. It's like become like this shield. Like every time I meet a Persian, I, I dismiss him because I, I just don't. I don't want that behavior because, and it's not some, it's to me, I don't, I don't like that I have that, you know, that I'm like a Persian guy because that feels wrong. I'm also very dismissive. Yeah. Recently someone, they don't respect us right now. Like so many of them that I've come across personal experience, not even a generalization. They've been rude, disrespectful. And I just, I think they need to shape up a bit and, that's the generational thing. Like, they learn how their dad treats their mom. Yeah, 100%. I I feel like this is a conversation I keep having with Persian girls. They're like, Ashkenazi husbands are the best. They treat you like a princess. They're the best. <laughs> and I'm like, honestly, I'm sorry. Like, an Ashkenazi boy couldn't handle my fire. Like, I, I just couldn't be with an Ashkenazi boy. Ashkenazi boys. I've met Ashkenazi boys who like kill for my fire. No, they love it. They eat it up. But like, they're they couldn't compete with me. I need a guy who can compete with me fire wise. Like, I need someone that like, like fire fire. Uh no, actually, I'm not. Huh. I'm like, actually, do you ever talk to white girls who are like, oh my god, Persian guys treat you like a princess? Like, they're they delusional. You, oh my god, oh my Because they don't understand that it's all fake. They don't understand that it's all show that they put on until they like either yeah, fuck well, you and dump you or yeah. marry you and then treat you shitty. Yeah, it's all part of that. Wait, I actually want some of our listeners sent us topics. Yeah, so um, basically we um, had three other girls, a group of friends, a really cute group of friends that are listeners to of our podcast. We had a phone call with them and they also brought up a bunch of topics that like they wanted us to discuss. Yes, let's go. So yeah, we can bring that up now. But also I wanted to mention that I'm also very dismissive in regards to Persian guys. Um, a guy that knows me DM'd me recently saying like, oh, I want to set you up with my friend. And my automatic response to him was... Oh, thank you for thinking of me, but I don't like being set up, which was just like my yeah. way of like dismissing him because I just can't imagine myself being with a Persian guy. 
Um, another um, thing I wanted to ask you that these uh, three girls brought up, uh, one of hey them, <laughs> one of them said that their um, SAT tutor in high school told them, uh, you don't have to study hard. You're hot. Just marry a rich guy. Do you feel like as a Persian girl, uh, people used to look at you like, oh, you're not really going to study in college. You're just going to college to meet a guy. Like, do you think that they looked at you like you didn't actually have aspirations because you were a Persian girl that you're just trying to get married? Did people like stereotype um, you a certain where, way? Right, right, right. This is where my parents and their relationship and who they are shown through because um, my dad is very educated. He went to Columbia Business School and he's very smart. And my mom is very educated. She went to University of Tehran, as you know, I'm sure maybe you know your family went there. One, that was like the Harvard of Iran. She's obsessed with learning and education and they made sure I went to college. I I wanted, I, there was many times I wanted to drop out. I'm a musician to live in LA. And so they made sure I did that. My mom tells everyone education is power. She's inspired my friends to go to school. That's a difference that my mom has. And, um, Thankfully, I haven't met anyone like that. My family isn't like that. They're very much like, you do that. But there, I think there's a mindset. I've talked to people. There are Persian girls who even will go to law school to meet a husband. I yeah, think that's yeah. Really strange. It's they really do all this sad. work to get into law school to have a comfortable life, you know? If well, you're smart and you can have this life and you can be educated, it's such a privilege to me. It's such a power. I would never want to waste that. I'm so thankful to have a college degree and there's there's no excuse are you going to be like a fucking handmaid to a rich husband because he has money like what the hell is that have a door it yeah <laughs> yeah no I yeah it's I, really luckily no one said that to me personally because um but I think that is something that we have to fight as Persian women. If you look up um, like Persian girls, like there's this article on Total Fat Move. If you want to throw up, and it talks about Persian Jewish girls, and it's like talks about that. Oh, I definitely so, want to read this. Maybe we'll discuss it in our next yeah, episode. I'll send you the link. Yeah, totally send I'll it to us. Yeah, yeah, because really it kind of reads us for filth. It reads us for filth, bro. It's like these girls are materialistic and. Um, all they want is to like, marry a rich guy, but they'll fuck you on the down low if you never tell anyone, especially if you're a black guy. Holy shit. Okay, but I, I, I have to admit, like- this is semi-true in the Persian community because we discussed before that like Persian girls will have sex outside of the community so that nobody finds out and then quote-unquote quote unquote, fake their virginity for getting married. So it's kind of this whole idea, we spoke about this before, of like not shitting where you eat, so not fucking within Literally the community. Like so these guys are kind of right. And, and it's also, sad. I don't it's know. It's sad that... that- can fucking stick their dick in anything and you see them being fucking gross around town. Like, literally, like, what the fuck? Oh, ah! I can't. Double standards. But also, I don't know if this is an L.A. thing, but I feel like I heard many rumors in high school about certain Persian girls, like, having a lot of sex with black guys. I don't know if it was just a thing. Well, good for that. Good for no, that. No, I know, but they... <laughs> right? No, I'm saying in a good... I'm like, yeah, that is rumors. Like, they're... I know exactly what you're talking about. And I'm like, good for them. Yeah, but also going back to the, oh, Persian girls only want rich guys... Uh, We have been getting so many messages from Persian girls who say that they go on dates with Persian guys 
who and like they'll go to a really expensive restaurant and then they just slide the bill towards them and say like oh so you're gonna pay and like or the, like they just like the guys put it to the girls yeah, yeah no there's yeah. a lot of Persian guys where they're actually the gold diggers uh, yeah. Uh, since I guess this has happened, I feel bad because I mean, me this and my is going back don't to date the, a lot of Persian guys. Yeah, but this is going but, back to the three girls that we spoke to. They have dated within yeah. the community and they have experienced this. And not only have they experienced this, but uh, one of the girls mentioned that a guy she went out with who did this to her took her friend on the same exact date to the same exact restaurant and did the same exact thing to her as like a test. These guys are like testing the girls to see if they're after their money. So they try to get them to pay on the first date to make sure that they're not just after money. And like her friend was so like infuriated. And the whole time she's just sitting there like, oh my God, the same guy did the same thing to me. But is it just a test? I keep hearing more and more that there's like that the, the guys roles are, are the roles now? are switching. Yeah, like I know a lot of guys, okay, who, guys who go out, like not go out, but they hang out with like a group of really rich girls who are not so attractive, but they hang like the girls want like sort of a. Attra- it's like basically like escorting, but for men, but not really escorting. Like they just hang out right, around right. like I mean, ugly I, rich girls. I hear this and, a lot with like ugly heiresses, like heiresses yeah, that have nothing heiresses. else to them. And, like, always date cute models that are stupid and poor. So they go out with these, like, model guys that are poor. And they want the heiresses to, like, take care of them. That's No, like but it's not just model boys. Just, like, regular Persian guys. No, no. But that's within the Persian community. But I'm saying that this is, like, a stereotype of heiresses. Yeah. So, okay, so this is just, it's just the same thing, but, like, switch the genders. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I just wanted to say, like, stop hating on the women. Okay. The men. Right, well can be just as bad in that uh, respect. No, and that's why I'm like, until you fix the wage gap and women make more money than men, like, we can talk then. But for now, damn. Yeah, <laughs> I always say that. Amen. Except I also, I also make a point of, like, when I am on a date, I do offer, just because so many of my guy friends have told me, they're like, I'm a gentleman, I will pay, especially for a first date. But it's nice to have the girl just offer. I'm always going to offer, yeah. but I'm offering because I want to see you turn me down and laugh at me. Yeah. <laughs> well, right now I'm, like, super broke, so I'm, like, enjoy. Like, it just depends where you are. Like, I in college when I had, like, more money, more allowance, and now I'm, like, working for my money, you know? Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to go on expensive dates and, like, have, you know? It's, like, I just am not making those decisions even, and I'm not assuming that, I want to go on a nice date with a guy because I'm broke and want that, you know, yeah. I'll do something else. I'll be like, let's meet for one drink. Like I could do that instead. Um, Literally, you know, it's all about like, where you are in life and your morals. For me, like, it's really funny because I remember I went on a date with this one guy and at the time I didn't have a car and I love driving and he's like, oh, I'll come pick you up. I'm like, okay. And then I asked him, I'm like, will you let me drive to the destination just because I miss driving? He's like, yeah, for sure. So he let me drive. It was already like the beginning was already like one of my favorite dates. And I literally just drove us to my favorite pizza place in Queens. Um, I want to plug them. Danny's Pizza, best pizza on earth. Uh, the pesto slice is like to That's die so for. <laughs> I just drove to the pizza place. We got like two slices each of their amazing pizza. We sat in the car and he just let me play my playlist of my favorite songs. And he just listened to it and was like studying my favorite songs and trying to figure me out. And like, even though I like, I didn't go on a second date with him. Like I didn't end up with this guy, Why but like it, he wasn't for me. I like, I can tell like he yeah. wasn't for me, but it was genuinely like one of my favorite dates. And it was, it was That's literally $2 pizza and whatever, like $4 yeah. pizza, whatever. Like 
but it was one of my yeah. favorite dates. So like, it's not about like, it's not even about where you are in life or like where the guy takes you. But like, to me, it's like about how genuine the guy is about making sure you're enjoying and having a good time. And like, he's trying to get to know you, but like, it's right. so sucky that we have this stereotype. It's like, like I remember, yeah. um, when I was yeah. on a dating app, this one guy asked me like, Oh, like you're Persian. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, your parents let you be on this app. And I'm like, would you ask any other girl yeah. her parents let her be on this yeah. app? What kind of question oh is that? <laughs> like, you would never ask somebody else that. That's such a weird it's thing so to crazy. ask. Like, like next he's going to ask me if we have to have a chaperone on our date. Like, seriously. <laughs> I was like, get out of here. Oh, my. But that's, he's like, he's, he's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Tinder, like, I was like, like eh. are you kidding I mean, me I feel like my, dating apps are, they're kind of become more normalized my now. my grandma like, keeps telling me like she's like what you can't go on the computer and find a nice boy I'm like grandma I'm trying but there's not many out there oh <laughs> my god <laughs> no my grandma and my mom like they want me on the apps so they could like find a boy already like just have a fucking JJ, boyfriend. JJ, if, if you want JJ, they'd be happy. Oh my god, ew, no. No, my mom doesn't want me being on, like, something that looks more, like, that's, like, for older people, because it kind of seems like you're just trying to get married. Like, she's, like, she's not the type of mom who, like, thinks I should get married young. She's just like, you should have a boyfriend. Like, you're, like, kind of old and you've never been in a relationship. I'm like, fuck you, mom. Like, give me yeah, a break here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, stop judging me. I'm not a boyfriend type of gal. I really, um, I'm really not. I really don't like relationships. Yeah, I just, have I hate the fact that boys always act like you want a relationship. I've been in many. And that, like, I'm just, I, I've been in many. <laughs> I've been in crazy <laughs> motherfucking relationships. I've, like, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I, just, I look back and I'm like, what the fuck? Especially going to all girls school where the whole time you're like, I want a boyfriend. And then you're yeah. like, now I'm like, because you're so surprised. I, I do not want, I do not want a boyfriend. Yeah. Did your parents ever meet the guys you dated? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they've met all types of different guys, girls. They've oh met my all God. Different wow. Guys. How did they react? I'm like, tell, so yeah, curious. Tell us Can the most story? entertaining story. Please. I'm like sitting here. Like, uh, this tea. What the heck? Like I, uh, oh, they even took one of my ex-boyfriends. Talk about gold digger. This guy ended up being a gold digger. They took him on vacation with us for skiing. Like, I hate this guy now. Wow. Some of the earth. And then my first boyfriend is openly gay now. He's a boyfriend. Oh my and God. my mom still doesn't believe it. Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> Wait, that's amazing. How does that feel? And, I, and I'm also, I'm not straight. Like, I've had girlfriends, but I will, I will not introduce that. First situation to my family. So, okay, I wait, wait, right quickly, quickly. Life. We started Persian Girl Podcast. But who the fuck is going to start Gay Persian Podcast? No! Because that needs to happen. <laughs> well, we should just get more gays on our podcast. Gay Persian Podcast. That is oh a my God. huge... I'm finally... Huge so epidemic. Excited. I've been looking at my thoughts, like, looking for a Persian gay my whole life. And now my new best friend for, like, the past four months helping write on his album is half Persian. And, like, I've never felt so connected to someone in my life. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I know so, so many gay Persians to introduce you to in LA. I'm going to DM you after this. Yeah, they're, oh my God, and you're they're, fucking they're, matchmaker. I feel like there's a lot of gay Persians in New York. Yeah. Oh, for sure. 
But um, I'm LA too. You're hot. You guys <laughs> love Persian, like hot. So anyway, funny <laughs> relationship stories. I just feel like the whole thing, like just the fact that my mom has even met these, like just thinking about just what they've seen and who they see me with. It, I'm just like their American psycho daughter. There you go. Um, <laughs> I love that you own it. I own it because I like I'm that type of person who I just want to experience things I want even if they're nuts like I want to learn for myself so and it, you know I date a lot of different kind of people because that's I feel like how you learn about people yeah totally. friendship um you know even if my friends are like Nikki I think he's gay I'm like no I just like them pretty like I'm not I you know I'm open-minded <laughs> yeah Oh, I don't like them pretty at all. No, I, I, I like I them kind of rugged. Yeah, I, I like dad bod. I'm sorry, I love I dad like, bod. I'm so like turned on by dad bod. Band. I like every type of man. I think I think liking dad bod has to do with my daddy issues, but I love dad bod. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, I do. Oh I do want to ask you something though, because there is a stereotype. Um, I think with bi girls within the LGBT community, that yeah. bi girls usually won't end up with a girl. But we'll right. date girls, but usually end up. I won't. Well, um, I won't end up with anyone because I just can't tell you that I'm gonna get married. I don't think that I will have a um, typical relationship. If I end up with a partner who's a man, I will definitely be bringing a girl in for fun. I will definitely still be, like I'm not gonna be with anyone who holds me back. I'm not a monogamous person. Awesome. I'm, just, I'm not. I'm. Anytime I've been in a relationship, I've cheated. Like, hey, girl. Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, it's it's good that you're so open about it. Like, I think the most important thing is that, like, if you have, like, anything about you that someone else might see as a flaw, don't hide it. Like, if you're comfortable with yourself, like, just be open with people. And if they see it as a flaw, that's their problem. They're not for you. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Like, I'm sick of the shame. Yeah. When you hide things about yourself, you end up with someone who's not right for you because they don't really want you. They want the you you're pretending to be. Yes. And that's exactly. when shit really doesn't work out and, like, shit hits the ceiling. Yeah, and it's, it's hard. It's hard to find out who you are and what you like. It takes a lot of trial and error. It For takes sure. confronting parts about you that you think you've been told are wrong, that you've been told are shameful from whether it's your Persian community, whether it's your friends at school, whether it's TV, like, you don't, you know? So it's hard work realizing who you are and being proud of who you are, but anyone can do it. Anyone can do it. 100%. You seem very proud of who you are, and that's so awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm really like, happy. I love I'm that. having a great time, ladies. I'm having it finally. Like, it took a while. Like, I'm 23, still not completely happy, and, like, um, there's still more I need to work on, but I'm really excited for my future, and I'm around. The queer community has been the biggest gift to my life, and that's what has made me so happy and confident, really. I saw that you perform at The Lash, and I just wanted to say you're the only other Persian girl I know who has anything to do with The Lash besides me. <laughs> so, yeah, but seriously, you should plug yourself right now because we think you're so awesome. Like, give yourself a oh, shout out, you. give your page a shout out. Like, think you're great. Here's a funny dating story. I call my parents. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, um, hey, I'm in New York. Uh, one of the guys I'm dating just me out <laughs> oh my god you're insane wait like, what the why? fuck <laughs> you're actually crazy like, yeah. i could never oh next time you're in new york oh. hit us up yeah <laughs> yeah i'll be there soon i'll be there soon 
soon. I think I'm going to do a So Far Sounds show soon. So oh my god, I love yeah, So Far. I go to yeah, I go so to So Far with my friend. She wants to be on it so bad. Um, she's yeah, also okay. an amazing singer. Like, oh my god, I want to see you at So works. Far. I've been to like yeah, two So, so Far. Perfect. I'm trying to like plan, like I yeah, they're hard coats. down, but my name's Nikki Black N I K I. It means goodness in Farsi. Nikki N I K I Black. It's my real name, Nikki Black, not even a stage name. So that's an awesome real name. So Ashkenazi last name. That's my real fucking name, Nikki Black. Um, you can hear me on Spotify, iTunes. You can watch my YouTube music video about. Um, it's about being bisexual. Um, it's called <laughs> Not Coming Up. So it's about being told I wasn't going to heaven by my ex girlfriend's mom. Oh wow! Because we were dating. You know, she's like, "You're going to hell." She was from Texas. Holy shit. So you can watch that. You can follow me on Instagram at the Nikki Black. I post a lot of funny shit, amazing photos. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> I love this plug right now. That's my plug. Very candid, but also well spoken. Well, thank I'm you so much. I'm a very so proud much. Persian girl. Even though it may sound like we're shitting on the community, I think we really need to have this conversation. So I'm very happy to be on the Persian Girl podcast right now. It's like, it's like ranting. It's like, this is how we're going to grow. Like, yes. this is how we are fucking growing as a community. So well, just I'm, the fact that, like, it doesn't sound like you have a lot of Persian friends who are girls. Neither do we. And it's so nice that I mean, this podcast is helping people yeah. come together. It's like helping us come together. I yeah. love that so much. Yeah, that's, so, like, our whole reasoning behind yeah. this, and we're so happy that's actually happening. Yeah, because um, it's I did have some of the most devastating friend breakups have been with Persian girls, and it's just that realization that we have different morals, and I don't want you to talk shit about me for that much. <laughs> 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 I, think, I think that was the common theme, like, Persian girls talking shit behind your back. One of the biggest themes, I think, is Persian girls talking shit for something that you did that they know about, that they secretly do that you don't know. Oh, God. Like, I fucking love that. Like, I've literally heard girls talk shit. Like, oh, my God. Did you see her hooking up with, like, that guy in front of so many people? Meanwhile, she was doing the same thing just at a party where no Persian people were at. Were at. So, like, nobody knows. Exactly, baby. Oh, I right. can't. It's... It kills me. It makes me laugh. It's so comical. It's just... It is right, comical. right. So... Anyway, but so proud to be Persian, and, um... Yes, Persian girls, right. Like, it's a fucking beautiful culture, and we have so much history, and we're going to be the best we can, and thank you for having me. I love you both. Oh, my God, thank like, you for coming on. Thank you so much for coming on. We, like, really enjoyed speaking to you. Uh, we hope to have you back so in the future. Fun. Yeah, anytime. And yeah, you know, just oh, keep listening, know. and and you know, don't forget to plug us too. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you. Just, just yes, yes. No, like, no, share. I, I will like I'm share us, session. plug us, all that shit. Yeah, no, I'm about to put on my story. Like, just did this. No, but I see, maybe that was more of a gossiping sesh. You know, this is healing. This is healing. It really it is, is healing. healing. Oh I said on previous episodes, I'm like, thank you for all, to all the like people listening for just letting me heal, like just letting me like get out what I need to get out. I feel like this conversation could go on for hours. Yeah, this is insane. But we'll talk to you soon, hopefully. Just because we stopped recording talk doesn't mean we have to stop too. talking. Yeah, and. All right. Have a good night. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. And please don't forget to give us a rating. 
And yeah, also like, subscribe. We have follow. way more listeners than we do have subscribers or ratings. So like, fuck all you who aren't rating and subscribing okay, we to love us. You all. We love our fans, but like, come on, show us some love back. We know you love us. Show it. Yeah. Don't worry. On, Your friends won't judge you for listening to Persian Girl Podcast. I know. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. We have the right training and support and are backed by outstanding products from one of the industry's most trusted names, Bryant. Whether you need a quick fix or an entirely new heating system, we will do whatever it takes for your family's comfort. Find your local dealer at Bryant.com. Bryant, whatever it takes.